Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, I'm Dina Cheney, and my new book is The New Milks, 100-plus dairy-free recipes for making and cooking with soy, nut, seed grain, and coconut milk. The New Milks is the first comprehensive guide to non-dairy milks. I've heard for years that dairy milk isn't necessarily for humans. Why not? Right. Well, first of all, according to the NIH, 65% of people older than two or three are lactose intolerant. So that's a really shocking, whopping statistic. So most of us really don't tolerate lactose well. And um, it's particularly in some communities, the Asian community, African um, certain groups, certain demographics have even less tolerance for lactose. And furthermore, we can get calcium and protein from other, you know, other foods and drinks like dark greens and salmon and nuts and that kind of thing. So we really don't need to get calcium and protein from dairy milk. What are plant-based milks and why are they healthier for us? Well, first of all, it, it's amazing. I mean, any there are so many different kinds of plant-based milks. You can make plant-based milk from nuts, seeds, legumes, tubers, coconut, grains, so many different sources. The sky is the limit. And, and basically, you just combine them with water. So at essence, they're just a solid ingredient in water. They're very elemental and clean. And they're good for you because, first of all, all plant-based milks have no cholesterol, no hormones, and a lot less sugar than dairy milk. The sugar is actually the lactose. That's the milk sugar that a lot of people don't tolerate well. So when you make plant-based milk or you buy it unsweetened, you're getting very, very little sugar. So that's really why it's healthier for you. I've seen a new thing about pea milk recently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a legume milk. So, like I said, you can make uh, you can make milk from any legume, and the most popular one is soy milk. And this pea milk is sort of a new invention. And what's what's great about it is it's got a lot of protein. I mean, the truth of the matter is that soy milk, peanut milk, which is another option, and pea milk all have about the same protein, which is around 8 grams per cup, which is the same as as cow's milk. So if you consume one of those types of plant-based milk, you are getting the equivalent amount of protein as you would from dairy milk. And the company that makes the pea milk, what they do is they neutralize the flavor so you you don't actually taste peas. And I haven't tried it yet, but supposedly it's as is it's very creamy and it's neutral in flavor, and so it's sort of a great way to get that to get the protein into your diet. Yeah, I was worried about the flavor a little bit. Exactly. They, yeah, they <laughs> supposedly they neutralize. It's kind of a high tech approach to plant-based milk. I mean, personally, I, I make soy milk a lot, and it's very easy to make at home, and you get the same, you know, you get the same protein from, from soy milk, but it's another option. This cookbook is much more than drink recipes. You show us how to cook with the new milks in 113 recipes. Talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, you anywhere you would use cow's milk, you know, it's great to use plant-based milk. And so the recipes, there are 113 recipes in this book in addition to the methods for making the milks themselves. And there are a lot of desserts. There are a lot of drinks, which is what you would typically think about. But I also have entrees, um, starters, things like soups. So just different ways to use the plant-based milks in sweet and savory savory ways. Let's talk about the word 
milk. I always okay. thought the plural of milk was milk without an S, yeah. but in the title of your book, it's milks with an S. Well, I mean, you're right. And I think the reason I did that was because there are so many, you know, with, with cow's milk, it is what it is, right? You know, cow's milk is cow's milk is cow's milk. But with plant-based milk, there are so many different types. That's why I pluralized it because, you know, and they're also different. So you could, like I said, you, know, you could have your nut milk, you could have seed milk, tuber milk, legume milk, coconut milk, grain milk. There's just so much variety in terms of the source material, the, the consistency, the flavor, the, the color, and so forth, even the nutrients. That, that's why I wanted to pluralize it because it really there's just so much variety. What's the difference between store-bought uh, milk and the version we make at home? So that's a really great question, and there are a lot of differences. The, the, I would say the number one difference is, is that the plant-based milks that you buy at the store aren't going to separate. They have preservatives and they have um, additives, emulsifiers, so you don't need to it's good to shake it first, but you don't need to, right? The ingredients won't separate. Whereas homemade milks, they will separate, so you often want to give them a shake because the homemade milks aren't going to have stabilizers, emulsifiers. The um, homemade milks tend to have a shorter shelf life. So when you make you know, your own milk at home, it tends to last three to four days in the fridge, whereas the ones that you purchase at the store have a really long shelf life. So that's a, they're very, very convenient. Um, another difference is that when you make the milks at home, you have complete control over the contents, right? So when I make my own, I tend to just use water and the source material, so I know exactly what's going in my milk, and I can keep it. I can keep it versatile, healthy, and clean. The store-bought milks are going to have more ingredients. And the last thing is that when I make them at home, I tend to use a higher ratio of the solid ingredient to water. So, for instance, you know, my typical cashew milk that I make, I use two cups of cashews and five cups of water. So that's a really high ratio of solids to water, meaning that my my homemade cashew milk has a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of creaminess and richness, and it's got a lot of nutrients in it, whereas the packaged milks, they tend to use more water. So you're getting mostly water, and you're getting fewer of the um, sort of the contents of the of the base ingredients. Speaking of ratio, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the Almond Breeze lawsuit situation? Oh, you mean about, actually, actually, Susie, I'm not even sure. You mean about so, carrageenan or about, oh, well, the fact the, that it doesn't contain many almonds. That's yes, what you're talking about, right? They say they only contain 2% of actual almonds in every carton. Well, I mean, that's a common thing with a lot of the plant-based milks, Crazy. and it's interesting. It's really hard. It's very mysterious, and it's hard to tell exactly what ratio different companies are using, and so that is another reason why it's good to make them, because you know you're, you're putting a lot of nuts in yeah. the, you know, in your, in your, in your milks. But it is a common practice. I mean, I, I would say for all, for most of the brands, I mean, water is definitely the, the main ingredient. But actually, I want to point out, cow's milk is also mostly water which is really interesting. I forget the exact percentage, but I think, I, I think cow's milk is something like 85% water. Wow. So it's definitely, yeah. So even cow's milk is mostly water. So I think it's okay that it's mostly water. And, you know, I mean, it still is almond, so I don't think it's deceptive. I mean, you know, it, is, it is still, you know, it's not a high ratio, but I don't think that they're, yeah, I don't think they're being dishonest if you think of it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Someone has a lawsuit against them about that. It'll be interesting then, to watch that and see. It, it will be, but then again, I mean, there are lawsuits about so many things. You know, know. people get coffee at McDonald's and it's too hot <laughs> and they sue. So I feel like I feel like America <laughs> has so list. many lawsuits. <laughs> right? Anyway. So when making our milk at home, uh-huh. what are some different ways to sweeten and flavor it? 
Ooh, that's so much fun. That's a great question. There's so many ways to do that. I mean, you can be so creative, and you can have so much fun. I generally, like I said, keep mine unsweetened because I like them to be versatile. But let me give you some ideas. So the first way is you can use dates, right? You, p- you take the pits out of the dates, and then you actually blend the whole dates with the the nuts or the rice or the you know, tiger nuts or whatever you're using before straining. So that's one way to sweeten. Another way is you make your milk, and then you can add honey or agave nectar or maple syrup or sugar or whatever you want to use. So that's sweetening it. In terms of flavoring it, oh, my gosh, you can have so much fun. You could be so creative. I actually have some recipes in my book for flavored milks. Like I have a matcha milk. I have a spiced chocolate milk. I think I have a, like a blueberry milk, a raspberry rose milk. So you can have a lot of fun. I mean, really, whatever you want to use. You can use tea. You can use lemon zest. You can use, um, you know, orange flower water. You can use cinnamon. So actually, the, front, the um, introduction of my, of my book, I actually list sort of um, pretty much every ingredient I could possibly come up with for flavoring your milks. And again, the sky is the limit there, too, with whatever you want to do. If someone wants to transition from dairy milk, what non-dairy option do you suggest to get them going? So that's a really good question. Um, it depends on so many things. I mean, first of all, do they have any food allergies? You know, some people are allergic to nuts or, or soy, so, you know, those things they wouldn't be able to have. So first figure out what are your, you know, do you have any food allergies? Um, if you don't have any food allergies, you can have anything. You know, soy milk is really the most similar to cow's milk, and I've heard the pea, the new pea milk is also very similar because, like I said earlier, it's got the same amount of protein. It also has a ton of calcium, and it has a very creamy consistency, so it really gives you this, a similar kind of mouthfeel and texture as cow's milk would. Um, so that's one option. I mean, I think it comes generally comes the closest to cow's milk. Another, I would, I would also, I mean, I actually love all of them. So I would say, if I if I were really experimenting for the first time, I would really try them all. I mean, go if you even at the store, you could even just start there. There are around maybe ten types of. of plant-based milk that you can buy. You can even do that first, see what you like, and then you could, you know, do a combination of making it yourself and buying it. I I like cashew milk. That's a really good one. Cashew milk is very uh, versatile. It works well for sweet and savory recipes. It's got enough fat, the cashew nut, that the milk has some creaminess, and it's really good in cooking, so that's another good one. And um, I also, I'm excited by some of the new ones coming to store shelves. So we talked about pea milk, but macadamia nut milk is another one that's going to be coming to store shelves across the country and it's just so delicious and creamy and I I just think most people would love it. For breakfast every morning I have an organic sprouted chocolate almond milk from my local CSA. What? It's so good. What does sprouted mean? Okay, so sprouting sprouting is similar to soaking. You just kind of leave the you leave the ingredient for longer so that it will begin to sprout. It's sort of like you you soak it for a while and you rinse it. It's basically to make any plant based milk. You start in most cases you start by soaking the ingredient. You soak it usually for several hours to overnight, and so sprouting and then you rinse and drain and puree it with fresh water. And with the sprouting, you're just taking it a step further and you're you're soaking it longer until it actually. It actually sprouts, and people. Some people believe that there you get more nutrients that way, but it's a little controversial. It's hard to prove that. Yesterday, I made your recipe for cashew milk. The yeah. only thing is, the consistency was a little crunchy. I don't think I put enough water in it. What do you think? Well, what did you? What, what was the? What was the ratio that you used? I used two cups of uh, cashews okay. with four cups of water. 
Oh, interesting. Okay, so I usually use would use five for milk. Okay. So that's you know, and the thing is, um, it's good to use a high, use a high speed blender if you have one, and basically just blend it for a while. I mean, I have a I have a um, a Breville. I'm a pretty powerful. I have Breville Boss. It's basically it's a lot like the Vitamix, and for me, it takes about a minute. But some you know, you might want to do two minutes and blend it for longer. But I Great. did it in my Cuisinart. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you made the you made it in your Cuisinart instead of in a blender. Yes. Ah, there. That's all I need to know. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely do it in your definitely do it in your blender. It's not. That's what happened. That's yeah. Definitely, I would recommend. Definitely make the nut milk in the blender. Um, use you know for ratio. Use um, you know like I like two to five. Okay. Or two to six if it fits in your blender. For me, I can't fit more than two cups of nuts and and five and excuse me and and five cups of water or it will overflow. So that's the ratio I like. You know, make sure you do it for a minute or two. Two if you have a less high speed blender, and then definitely strain it, um, and then you will you will get a really nice creamy milk with no solids in it whatsoever. And the dark chocolate really gave it a nice kick. It's a wonderful. So. I mean, you basically made a really sophisticated Mexican, a Mexican uh, cashew milk. Sounds phenomenal. <laughs> Look at me. Sounds delicious. <laughs> you gave me a good idea, Susie, because I've never put chilies. I've never. I don't think I've ever. I've never put chilies in my milk, but and I didn't even add that in my introduction. But that's another. That's a really good idea to add chilies. Great. So where can we find you on the web? Well, so I have a website called thenewmilks.com. It's a basically a dairy-free resource site, plant-based milk resource site with recipes, and I do a lot of giveaways. You can find out about that. So that's my main site, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dina Cheney. D-I-N-A-C-H-E-N-E-Y. And on Instagram, I'm at The New Milks. The New Milks is innovative and right on time. Thank you, Dina, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thanks for having me.